Hello and welcome to Billiken Babble. I am your host, Carter Chapley, and this time on Billiken Babble, I'll be having my good friend Harry Schroeder of ValueHoopsInsider.com and BustingBrackets.com to talk about the Belmont Bruins as the Bruins come to Chaffetz Arena Tuesday night in an excellent mid-major matchup between the Ohio Valley Conference and the Atlantic 10 in the Billikens and Bruins. Harry knows all things Valley, both both Ohio and Missouri Valleys. He covers it all. He knows more about either of those conferences than I'd say any national name out there, maybe even some beat writers. He cares deeply about those conferences. But in addition to that, he is a big-time Billikens supporter. He knows a lot about the team. He cares about the team. And so he brings a certain amount of knowledge on the Billikens that helps inform his analysis on Belmont that others covering Belmont might not be able to bring. I'm really excited to have him on Billiken Babble so that he can give us a great insight into what the Bruins might bring to us. Now, the Billikens are coming off of a heartbreaking loss to UAB on Sunday, and it's not so much heartbreaking in that they absolutely should have won for sure. That is a very good team that could very well end up being in the NCAA tournament come March, and making some noise. That's a veteran team, well-coached, very talented. The problem is less so that you lost and more so that you let it slip out of your fingers. That's a win that would have looked really, really good come March, and you were up 10, and ultimately it was your rebounding, and I think your defensive rebounding in specific, that led to you not being able to put away a win. That's going to be painful and frustrating more than it is, you know, you lost to a bad team. You lost to a good team, but... When you lose to a good team and you're up 10 at halftime, that could be a win against a good team. That matters more. But now they have a chance to rebound. The Bruins are in shape at Serena. And now we're going to have my dear friend Harry Schroeder on to help us get set for that game. So now here's Harry. And now joining me on Billiken Babble is my genuinely good friend, the first of our guests who is a genuine friend, the Valley Hoops insider himself, Harry Schroeder. Harry, how are you? I'm doing great in the basement bunker and talking to you. It's fun. It's a great day. It is. And we have a great mid-major matchup this week to talk about. The Billikens host Belmont this Tuesday night. The Bruins are coming off of a couple of wins over Samford and Lipscomb. But first, Harry, tell us about what you do to cover the Valley. Yeah, so glad to be on your podcast and, and, and talk about this today. Uh, write for a website called valleyhoopsinsider.com. We cover the OVC and the MVC. Also writing for bustingbrackets.com, covering those same two leagues. And uh, so that's been kind of fun too, branching out and touching the nation a little bit more, you know, broader scope. That's where you can find me and find me on Twitter at Father Harry One. And uh, yeah, we talk all things OVC, MVC. This is the man for everything to do with either of the valleys. And with Belmont moving from one valley to the other, you're not changing a whole lot in terms of your coverage on them, are you? No, I don't have to. I, I probably just get to see them more, talk to them more. You know, it's been interesting to see that take place. And there's a lot of rumors about Murray State maybe coming along too. And so when I wear my OVC hat, I'm depressed. And when I wear my MVC hat, I'm encouraged. You know, it's I, I feel like a, the middle child in a divorce setting or something. Well, Harry, so tell us about Belmont. What do we have to know about this team going into this matchup? Well, listen, Belmont's a, an extremely efficient offensive basketball team. They have been in the top four or five in the nation in two-point percentage for the last five or ten years. They're known for shooting threes. They run kind of a motion freelance offense, but they are, I think, the most efficient, hard-cutting, knowing where their teammates are going to be, 
team I ever watch all year long. They run such efficient offense. They're going to backdoor cut you to death. They're going to hit threes. They're going to go inside, outside. Of course, they've got the 6'11", all OVC player, uh, Nick Musinski in the middle. And so they can dump it into him. He's their leading scorer, but then he's an excellent passer out of the post. It's going to be a defensive challenge for the Billikens because of the highly efficient Belmont offense. Is that a byproduct of head coach Casey Alexander's system, or is that something that lives on from the, uh, the previous regime? Yeah, the answer is yes. That's a great question. Rick Bird was there forever, and Casey played for Rick Bird and coached for Rick Bird. Then he left, took the system with him to Lipscomb, and then came back and just re-implemented the same system. So it is Casey, you know, because it's what he loves and does, but uh, it was Rick Bird's way, and it still is. Now, you mentioned Nick Musinski. He's the 6'11 senior Can you tell us about a few other key players that this Bruins team brings to the table? You know, such a bizarre set of players, I think. I mean, it's a real interesting mix. Grayson Murphy is the preseason All-OVC Player of the Year. He averages, uh, I don't know what he's averaging this year. I I can look at it, eight and a half points a game. He's not a gigantic scorer. He led them in rebounding and assists last year from the point guard position. He does everything. He's, he's a terrific defender. I think the matchup of the night is to watch Yuri Collins and Grayson Murphy go at it. Two really, I think, upper-level point guards. But Grayson Murphy is going to go get dirty rebounds. He's going to steal. He's going to pick your pocket. He's going to score the ball, and he's going to get their offense running. But he only averages eight and a half points a game. So people just looking at stats aren't excited about him. But he is the preseason all-conference player of the year. Ben Shepard has really come on this year. Uh, He's averaging about 16 a game. He's really athletic. He's a wing that can get up and down the floor. All these guys can shoot threes. Everybody on their team that's going to come off the bench is is, going to shoot threes. Everybody in their starting lineup can shoot threes. But but a guy that really is exciting to me is their freshman, Will Richard. He has come on like gangbusters. He's in double figures as well. 12, maybe 11, 12 points a game. Really athletic guy. Belmont not known for their athleticism, but Shepard and Richard give them a little bit of that. And so, and and then Luke Smith is a dynamic three-point shooter as well. He also averaging about eight points a game. Any one of these guys can go off and get get you 20 or 25, you know, against the Billikens or against an opponent because they're all that talented. But within the system, it's kind of whoever is ready, when, and how. Musinski's had a couple of big games already this year. Shepard as well. They're a dangerous, dangerous offensive team. We're here with the Valley Hoops insider himself, Harry Schroeder. It seems like this team is is coordinated. You're right. But a guy like Grayson Murphy, is there a way that you can kind of get to this offense on your defensive end just through stopping him, perhaps? Well, I think you have to get the ball out of his hands. He's the guy that makes them work. And you can't let them get easy entry passes into Musinski because he's going to score down low if he gets the ball. He's, he's very efficient in the post. And so I, I think the Billikens have the size and the strength in terms of their post players to be able to muscle Musinski a little bit. But if he gets the ball in the right place, not only can he score, he sets up the other guys. They play four out. They're going to dump it in, dump it back out. They're going to try to dribble, penetrate, and, and find that guy cutting to the basket. So I think it's getting it out of Murphy's hands and then not getting beat in transition because Shepard and, and, and Richard are pretty dangerous in transition. Harry, would you say that that's their, maybe their biggest weakness as a team for a team that runs a, such an efficient system that when you look at their advanced analytics, they don't have a whole lot of weaknesses. They're a great shooting team. They play strong defense. What would you look to if you're the Billikens to try and beat this team? They're not, they're not overly tall. They're not overly athletic. And I think the Billikens have an athletic advantage over this team. And, and, and so I think the Billikens do want to get up and down. I think you want to get 
Hargrove and some of the other guys engaged offensively. And, and I think Hargrove, that kind of, you know, some of those players, Savage and others could, could, uh, uh, could take the Belmont guys off their game a little bit. If they get physical with them, they're not a very physical team. They're going to run you to death. They're, their players are going to run their offense. They're going to run their cycles. They're going to run you to death. But if you can beat them up a little bit, I think that's where they're susceptible, you know, to being knocked off by the Billikens. And obviously it's not like the Billikens, this is a big, would be a big upset if they want it. I mean, these are two quality mid-major teams, uh, but I think that's what the Billikens are going to have to do. They're going to have to be ugly Billiken defense, which, you know, you and I have watched them play a lot of ugly defense. I, I, I love ugly Billiken defense. That's how they win. Something I've been thinking about looking at this team, and, and because I will admit, I don't know as much as I maybe should about Belmont, is that if the Billikens try and get them into foul trouble, that might be a way of, of forcing the issue. The Billikens seem to have maybe a deeper bench in terms of guys they're willing to go to. Is that an issue for Belmont is getting into that bench or is their bench depth? You know, their bench is okay. They're not as, as good. They're not as deep. Uh, Jacoby Wood has given them some good minutes lately. Earlier in the year, uh, Caleb Hollander was injured and wasn't playing. He's been back. He's back in the lineup about the last four or five games. So their bench has gotten longer in recent days. Uh, but listen, Grayson Murphy is so critically important. If they can get Murphy in foul trouble, that's a problem. If they can get Musinski in foul trouble, that's a problem because they don't really have a capable backup. They've got guys and they, and they've got guys that know the system, but they're not him. Uh, and, and so I do think foul trouble and those two particular players would be crucial. So maybe throwing a tandem of Okoro and Linson at Musinski would, might be something we see a lot of. I think they should. I, if I was Travis Ford, that's what I would do. Uh, like I said, Musinski's not a big presence. I mean, he's 6'11", and he can score in the post really well. Good lefty. He's got nice touch. But you can knock him off the block. And if they can just muscle him a bit and get him in some foul trouble because they've got 10 fouls to give and he's got five. Yeah, I think, I think that's a, a recipe that I would employ if I was Travis Ford. Harry, you've given us so much. You've given us a lot of insight into this Belmont team. What's one thing that you might be looking for the Billikens that excites you? What's something about this matchup that's going to really sell subscriptions, so to speak? <laughs> well, listen, I think, you know, both these teams, you know, the net just came out. They have the first net rankings of the year. And for Belmont, this is a quad one game. For the Billikens, it's a quad two game. And so if either of these teams want to get noticed, right at the end of the year to try to uh, get a good seed in the NCAA tournament or to get into the NCAA tournament. This is a major big time basketball game for these two teams because of the quad ratings and, and the things that are at stake in a seemingly kind of meaningless Tuesday night at Chaffetz Arena, you know, because it's at some team from another conference. This is a resume builder for both of these teams. Speaking of the NCAA tournament and speaking of what will be Belmont's final OVC tournament this March. Is that what this team expects to do is to go in there and win their final OVC before moving on to the Missouri Valley at Arch Madness? Yeah, obviously they do. You know, they're off to a decent start. They're seven and three, got a good, you know, net rating, good Ken Palm rating and all of that. But for the OVC, it comes down to winning the tournament in Evansville. And, and so anything can happen there. Murray State is seven and one, who is probably their chief competitor, if not Moorhead State, who won the tournament a year ago. Murray is seven and one. And Evansville is 
kind of a home court for Murray State. It is really tough to beat the racers at that tournament because they bring six or 7,000 people to the Evansville, uh, to the Ford Center for that tournament. And so it's like, they call it Murray North, you know, because they go there and they pack the place with Murray fans. So I do think that's why a game like this is critical to Belmont, right? They can get a quad one win on Tuesday night at the uh, Jewel of Midtown, as our friend Bob Ramsey likes to call it. If they can get a win there, all of a sudden their net thing continues to go up. Their net continues to go up. They know they get noticed at least metrics wise, hoping, 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 you know, to get a, a second team. The OVC rarely does two years ago. They did. And so, you know, it, it's a big, big game for them, but yeah, they, they kind of think it's their birthright to win the regular season championship and to be in the championship game at Evansville. It used to always be in Nashville and, and they won a lot of them because they, that was a home court for them. But yeah, they kind of think birthright. We're the OVC guys. I mean, they were, you know, uh, the A Sun before that and did the same thing. 20, 25 wins every year, win the conference championship every year, and then get to that championship game and roll the dice. And and yeah, Belmont is a quality, quality program. And because of that quality, I'll tell you, as exciting as it is to see them moving up to the Missouri Valley, I really thought they'd have been a great candidate to go all the way to the Atlantic 10. I thought they'd been a great, I really did, because just moving that conference farther west, as we've seen with Loyola, getting another center in Nashville would have been spectacular. It would fit the mode, wouldn't it? Like a, a big city, mm-hmm. it would It would fit the mode for sure. I would love it, but I just don't see them abandoning the Missouri Valley as fast one season. So uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see about that. You know, you know, there was talk about them coming to the Missouri Valley three, four years ago when the Valpo did, maybe it was five years ago now, but they hadn't been in the OVC that long and they just felt it just wasn't, didn't have integrity to leave the OVC that quick. And, and so they stuck it out another X amount of years. They, they behind the scenes, they told the Missouri Valley guys, we can't leave until we've been in the OVC 10 years. Well, this is their 10th year. And so they'll be in the Missouri Valley next year. Well, and there so we go. They, yeah. So they kept their word and, and then here they come, you know, and it, they're a great, great program. I mean, they just continue to run the guys in and out, you know, and, and a lot of these guys, Musinski was a red shirt. So was Grayson Murphy. They red shirted these guys that have been all OVC all four years of their career, but, and they could have played that first year, but they red shirted. That was a big part of their system prior to, you know, portal, the portal hell that we're in now. Harry, thank you so much for joining us on Billick and Babel. Tell us once again where we can find some of your work and support you. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it, Carter. Uh, the Valley Hoops Insider and then, of course, BustingBrackets.com and both of those websites. We write all about the Missouri Valley Conference and the Ohio Valley Conference. And yeah, come on aboard and read our stuff. There is no one better. Thank you so much, Harry. Always a pleasure. Again, just want to thank a truly good friend, Harry Schroeder, for coming on to Billiken Babel and chatting mid-major hoops. There is no one who knows as much about these two conferences and the teams in these conferences, both in breadth and depth, that this guy does. I mean, he is not a Belmont beat reporter, and yet he knows them like the back of his hand better than most people know their own beats. So he is an incredible resource to me. He has been, and I'm so thankful for him to come on. Now, getting into what to expect Tuesday night as the Billikens take on the Bruins. I thought Harry gave us some insights into some interesting things. The Billikens are going to be tested in a really serious way against a set, structured offense. They're going to see a system in their scout. They're going to see a system in their tape, and they're going to have to be prepared for it. And then on the opposite end, they're going to have to be efficient on offense because this is a very well-coached team. Now, I do think Harry gave an interesting tidbit in explaining that the Billikens have better athletes. They have stronger guys, and I think they have some depth that's going to be able to go out there and really compete with them. So if they can go out there and win 
a physical Travis Ford style basketball game, they're going to have the upper hand in this game. And this is a game that the Billikens need to win, especially coming off of that loss against UAB. This is a rebound win. They need to get this W at Shabitz Arena on their home court and really get a winning streak started. They have Boston College coming in on Saturday and then Auburn, and then Drake, and then it's conference play. So you need to get another one of these wins under your belt. I thought it was interesting that Travis Ford said that he feels that they are lucky to be where they are. He said it at practice on Monday that, you know, if you had told him that they'd be 7-2 and two after Javante Perkins got hurt, he would take it. And I, I don't know how much coach speak that is. I think that's a little humble of Travis. I think he expects to probably be... 8-1, if not 9-0. and But I like that that's kind of how they're seeing it, that the locker room isn't getting overwhelmed by one loss, hopefully, and that they can bounce back. Thank you again to Harry Schroeder. Thank you again for listening to Billiken Babble. Like, comment, subscribe, leave a review. It helps to grow the show. I appreciate all your support. Be good to each other. Roll bells.